Today on the Av Podcast, I'm talking hoops, round ball, NBA action, basketball, all of it. Not the in-season tournament, at least not yet anyway. I will get into that probably later this month, but I'm joined by a friend of the podcast, Anthony Batchelor, as we break down the first few weeks of the NBA season by dropping our nominees for the early season awards. Plus, we discuss the Timberwolves, and if they're here to stay this season, we talk Zach Levine and the Bulls, the Warriors' struggles, and I have a final question to wrap up the podcast, but of course, you're going to have to wait to the end for that. And we're sprinkling some shade, some shade Gilgis Alexander uh, seasoning throughout the episode. All right, so thanks for tuning in. Sasha Rav is available wherever you listen to podcasts, from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Plays, TuneIn, Alexa, wherever you listen. Uh, check out the website at SashaRav.com for the catalog. I'll say it one more time for the emphasis. That's SashaRav.com. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. And click on the five stars for the support. It's Friday. You hear me right now. You may as well. You may as well. Just do it. Just do it. And, of course, please hit the like and subscribe buttons, as always, like I mentioned once again. Um, I won't go into my intro too much more than this because we got a lot to talk about. And I want you to hear it. All right, so let's go. Is that podcast with Cal C? Right here on Sasha Rav Radio. And mind you, this was recorded on Tuesday nights. Um, so this was before Atlanta scored 400 points between the two games or something like that. Uh, Dallas won again versus the Lakers. This was before Kyle Kuzma blew off Jordan Poole for the game winner. And this was recorded after Jordan Poole decided this season he was going to be a disaster. Sheesh. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast, where I'm joined by, <laughs> I like to say, uh, he's going to be knighted soon as a Hoffa. Hall of Fame for this gentleman here uh, for his basketball career at Durham College. Still remains as one of the all-time Canadian basketball scorers. A neighbor of the podcast, you know, a friend of the podcast. So please welcome Anthony Basher to the show. How you doing today, sir? Well, so? No, I'm good. I'm good, man. I, I feel like you should be puffing out your chest like Kanye just a little bit. Like, you know. Okay, that, that, might, that, that might be a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would promote it more if it came with the money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that might be something to consider. <laughs> well, you know what it is, man. We're here to talk about the um, our categories for the awards so far this season. And it's, it's super early. So this is, uh, so I'm, I'm not even calling this a prediction. This is basically where we're at so far. Kind of like a measuring stick. You know what I mean? At the, the first 10 to 15 games of the season so far. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, it's it's early, but there's been a lot of different movements, surprise teams coming up. Um, what are your thoughts on the season so far, though? It's been interesting. It's been very interesting. I think um, I think with the, with that early, the early season trade, the whole James Harden uh, debacle, if you call it, um, you know, you look like before you'd always look at people getting traded and you would think, uh, they're trying to, they're trying to set up a, a powerhouse team, um, a superstar, a super a stacked team. And you just automatically think that, yeah, it's going to be automatic wins. But even for them, uh, man, they, they, they haven't, they haven't figured it out. And then you have someone such as, you know, but Russell Westbrook that says, you know, it's just sending me to the bench. And I don't know if it's more so he feels that 
with him leading the second unit, he can kind of continue with the same role, similar to what he was doing before James had arrived. So it's, it's interesting interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, I, I think the Clippers will get it together, but who knows? And then with that trade alone, uh, I remember telling you, man, Philly's going to going to be a team to watch. And yeah, you haven't, you haven't been wrong on that. Yeah, they, they, they've been uh, they've been they've been playing well, man. They, defensively, I think they're they're just as well. I mean, they're they're good. Um, it's not showing on the stat sheet um, per se, um, such as other teams. You know, we got some sleeper teams out there, like Orlando's making moves. Uh, I think they're they're not getting enough credit for their for their play right now. Mm-hmm. And then even the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I think I think they're probably the top defensive team in the league, and obviously showing that the number one squad on the Western Conference right now. It's, it's this has been very interesting. Just 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 the name a few so far. So yeah, it's funny because with the Clippers, I feel like Westbrook. You know, people, everybody's commending him for for coming off the bench, and and I do too in some ways. But I feel like he didn't really have a choice. I'm just looking at it in terms of salary. He's making $3 million in comparison to the rest of the big four. You know what I mean? So if he kept bitching, saying, I don't want to come off the bench, all that stuff. I mean, you know, at, at some point, if it wasn't working, who's the first guy that will try to trade? That'll be easy to trade because of the salary, right? So right. I, I think, like, he didn't really have a choice in that matter. But, uh, I mean, with that said, uh, like, all your points are saying is true. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of him just, you know, having free reign coming off the bench, being that spark plug, you know, I, it was clear that one of the two had to come off the bench. That I mean, that was 100% clear. But I don't think Westbrook, just based on Harden making $35 million, he and and Westbrook making $3 million, I, <laughs> I don't think he had a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't look good. No, he, 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 didn't have, he didn't have a choice. But it's it's funny because I know we did uh, the last pod we did was on, um, you know, on, the, on that trade. But, like, they're struggling. You, I, at some point, you know what they're going to get used to each other. They're going to play better. You know what I mean? It's still early. Yeah. I, I I still don't think they're going to win it at all. I don't. I really don't believe that. You know, I, I think they're a little too small unless there's another trade that's in the works that we don't know about. But so I feel like, you know, they got off to like an 0-5 start. I don't think that's the the mirror of, of what the rest of the season is going to be. I really don't believe that. I figure at some point, it's, and you're starting to see it slowly now, right? They're, they're starting to get into gear. I think Westbrook coming off the bench definitely helps, but you, you, you could see, you could see, you know, where, where like they can start to improve. I just don't think that they're going to leapfrog like Denver and these other teams. I just, I still don't like the trade. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they'd have to make the trade and give up the rest of their, their options. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're putting all their chips in the table right now for this season. Basically it could all, it could all blow up in their face, you know, by June. Right. I mean, it's it's interesting though. Like the where the season's at so far, I, I like, and it was kind of expected, at least on my end, where where I was saying that the 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 younger teams now are are basically coming for everybody now. You know what I mean? Like you start, you saw you saw it last year, but now you're really seeing it this year where these younger teams now, at least in the West, they're just like it's our time now. We don't care, we don't care about the, the you know the, your history and all the chips that you won. We're coming for that ass now. You know what I mean? And you're seeing yeah. it, especially when you see watch some of these Warriors games and stuff. You're seeing these teams are coming with a different chip on the shoulder, and it's not because you know the Golden State isn't good enough. It's just the way they're coming at teams like Golden State. It's like they don't care, man. They really don't care anymore. I think the difference with that is uh, Golden State hasn't really evolved. 
they're still playing the same style of basketball that they've been playing for years, right? So now, I mean, scouting reports become easier when they play them. Mind you, you still have somebody, Steph Curry, the guy's hard to guard. But at the same time, you've been watching this guy for years. It's the same offensive scheme. And now you kind of figure out, okay, this is the way we can slow them down. What's the best way we can slow it down? You can't stop them, but yeah. you can slow them down. And that's enough to actually get the win. So, I mean, a perfect example, OKC. I know you mentioned it the other day. I, I honestly didn't think OKC would be able to continue the momentum that they had from last year, but they're showing that nope, they're they're, they're still they're still on, on that path where, just like you said, this new generation, these young kids are basically here to say, hey, listen, now you guys are gonna start paying attention, yeah. start taking it seriously, and I mean, kudos to Sam Presti, uh, he assembled that team quite well. So, um, with all those draft picks, I mean, it's kind of it's it's interesting to know. But more so, I'm curious to see how it's going to end out playing with all those draft picks. That's a lot of money. All those first rounders. Those trades, they have to. They have to make all these trades. They can't draft all of those. They can't use all those draft picks for themselves. There's no way that's going to work out. Right. There's no way. Like They they have to make trades. I mean, that's that's what it's designed for. But the way the team is starting to play now, they have so much draft picks. You can make some blockbuster trades and still have enough left in the reserves to make some good picks. Like that's the crazy part about all this, right? Like they, I think they own the, all like the clip. They basically own the rights to all the Clippers picks for the rest of the decade. Anyhow, the Clippers implode or blow up, or they just get old and and they just dismantle the team. They're laughing because they're gonna own all of those <laughs> first round picks, especially if they right. go lottery. It's like they're they're rooting for failure right now for uh, over in LA. <laughs> it's even it's even crazy because you had Shea Shea. Well, the trade originally, this all the picks basically came with Shea yep. and that Paul George trade, right? Yep. Yeah, so that that's crazy. So Clippers gave up Shea, who was showing signs of being a really good player when under Doc Rivers at yeah, that time. Yeah, even in his rookie year, right. Right, right. And then you traded him, you traded a young prospect for a Paul George, who was, at that time, was still a, a force to be reckoned with, um, maybe – not so much Indiana Pacers, obviously, before that gruesome leg injury, but mm-hmm. he was still a problem. So they made the decision to, you know what, I think it's kind of proof in the pudding that they needed to make that trade to get Kawhi. Yeah. Right? As a as a business owner, as a, as a basketball kind of guy where they're like, listen, I'm trying to win games. I'm trying to take over the city. I'm trying to own L.A. I don't want it to be Laker town. I want it to be Clipper town. Right. Right? You give up someone that like, you see this guy every day. We don't see this guy every day. There's no, I find it hard to believe that you had no idea that Shea was actually this good. Because even from those little games that we saw, he looked, I'm he like, looked pretty uh, good. He's, yeah, he's not that bad. Like, why, why, why did you trade him? And even for myself, I'm like, man, you gave him over Paul George. I'm like, all right, cool. But now it really, I think it solidified the fact that, okay, you need a PG to, to, to get in that trade. Just so you can get Kawhi Leonard, I, I I don't I don't think there's anything else that you can say to me to make me think otherwise. Oh, a hundred percent. That's I mean that's that's exactly why they did that, right? Because no. at the end of the day, it's it's like I mean, no, let me get wrong. Nobody thought Shea was going to be like this. You know what I mean? Like where he's averaging thirty. Like I don't know if we I don't know if anybody saw that. We thought he was going to be nice though for sure. I don't know if we saw thirty points a game nice and not for like a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like this is now. This is now like more than the season nowadays, dude. Like he, 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 he figured out the the code. 
He figured and the he's doing out. this, and he's doing this with Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams. I know, man, and Giddy, two other, and Giddy, right, and Giddy, right. They're doing this with a team that where they can score with different players, and Shea still find a ways to say, eh, you know, I'll still get mine, and he does it in such a way where it looks nonchalant almost. Batch that that game, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep probably reference this a couple times on the podcast. But that game that they played against Golden State on the weekend, my man had a quiet forty. I haven't seen that happen in, in an NBA in a long time, where somebody gets, you know, somebody drops forty, you know they're dropping forty. I didn't know that man had forty. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that was that was one of the quietest forty point games I've seen, and that's and to me when you. You know what it reminds me of? I remember years back, man. Shout out, shout out to Sko and because uh, I remember he got us tickets years back. Shout out to our friend Sko. He got us tickets years back. We went to go see the Miami Heat, right? We went to go see Miami play the Raptors. I think this is um, this is when uh, when Shaq and Wade were together. So this is like right before they won the chip, right? Yeah. And yeah. I still remember, man. The Miami won the game. Shaq didn't play, right? And the Miami won the game. Uh, Mo Pete, I still remember this. Mo Pete was balling that game. He was balling all. He was just hitting everything, and you could see like he was having a good game. He had all his shots. He was making everything. He was going to the basket hard. You know, going to the line. He was doing everything he had to do. And I think he had yeah. like twenty six, twenty seven points, if I remember correctly. What, Dwayne, what? yeah, uh, Mo Pete, <laughs> Dwayne Wade, right on the flip side. Dwayne Wade looked like he was having a decent game, right. And you're like, okay, I guess you know he's not, you know, he has it in third gear tonight, you know. Other than a couple of moves and you know, a couple of moves and a couple of like wow moments, it was kind of flying a little under the radar, right? So you know, Miami's trying to run out the clock, and the Raptors are following them now. So Wade's going to the line, dude. I looked at the scoreboard. I'm like, why does this man have 35 plus points? Where did that Where did that come from? I watched this whole game. This this game did not feel like this man had this kind of. I think he ended up with close to 40. And batch to this day, I like it was it was unassuming. It was unassuming, and I remember at that point I was like, okay, that's that's a superstar. That's the difference between a good player and a superstar. A superstar could drop something close to forty or forty, and and, you, and there's going to be some games you don't even know he does he does it. And to me, that's where Shea's kind of at right now. Like when you could drop a, a quiet forty on the Warriors, like that shit is crazy. I mean, now, I will say, I will say though. Once Golden State gets their act together, and I don't know, we consider their acting together when Draymond returns. Mind you, his his antics are a little over top. It's, 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 it's become it's, it's, it's becoming it's, stupid. Yeah, it's becoming annoying now. Like it's a little too much. But I mean, yeah, he's right. You can't tell him who to be. Yeah, but at the same time, man, I, I think it's a little bit selfish because I feel like it's not it's not an advantage for the team. I feel like it's it's kind of bringing him back because I don't think it was this. I don't think he was this active when it came to being uh, so so much a. Uh, I don't want to say a problem, but like it's just, it's just too, and stuff, yeah. yeah, it's just too much, right? Before it would be like you know, the Draymond's got the energy. He's just that guy. He's almost like a pass, almost like a, a Pat Bev type pass, but in a different way. Um, but now it's just like, man, if I pick this guy on the fantasy team. I might just lose a ticket because he's probably gonna get ejected. It's crazy. Like I, I he's almost becoming. Uh, he, he's not. He's not dependable anymore. So it's like, man, what? I don't know what I'm gonna get from Draymond night after night, and that's the thing that worries me. 
And we kind of saw signs of that from um, the last the last time they made it to the NBA Finals against Boston. He kind of disappeared in that series. And yeah. mind you, Jordan Poole showed up, but it was more so the Wiggins show, right? Yeah. And ever since then, I feel like things have kind of shifted, and I don't know why. And when that that happened to where it wasn't necessarily Draymond, okay, Draymond is setting up the offense. He's a facilitator. He's getting everybody going. Steph is coming off the two or three screens, and he's going to pull up. Or if, he, if the play gets broken, he'll break them down and go from there. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of changed for the worse. And I thought maybe that, that Chris Paul trade would have changed things to where now, okay, Chris Paul will now find somebody. So it's not necessarily Steph or Draymond having And he's playing well, hands. too. He's actually playing good, too. Actually, coming he's off starting, the bench. He's, yeah, he's starting to get it together now, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Let, let's see where Golden State shows up now. Let's see where they're at now. I mean, Clay just had a good game last night. So hopefully that's the beginning of his first 20 point game of the season. So. Let's see where where this goes now. And I'm not, not nothing, not knocking on OKC saying they can't handle them, but I feel like it, it may be a different game the next time they see them. Mind you, that was the second game because they had a, I think they had a back to back there against Golden State. Yeah. So I feel I, I feel like the coaches will probably find a way to adjust um, to their offensive scheme, mm-hmm. and maybe by that time the team chemistry will get it together to where they will play better. Um, but Golden State hasn't really been there, but OKC they they've been on fire so far, so. I'm interested to see what happens next. And again, it's super early. But to your point, I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors stats right now, right? Curry's averaging 30.4 points a game. Nobody else on the team is averaging more than 15. That shit is crazy to me. Last year, you had at least, at least you had Poole averaging 20. I can't remember if, if Clay averaged 20 last year. You might have had at least two to three guys averaging 20. You got one guy averaging 30 and nobody else even averaging 15. Like that shit to me is wild. I I I I'm assuming that's gonna change at some point because if it stays like this, they're not going anywhere. They're not they're not going anywhere. And like with the, and with Draymond to your point, like yeah, I I feel like it did. You, you might be you might have a point there where it kind of shifted a little bit because I mean there was at least a final game or two where where he was on the bench right and they won without him. I mean we all thought at that point well <laughs> Draymond's on his last his last year of his contract. You know, it's, you know, sayonara him. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's probably going to play for the Lakers, right? Go play with <laughs> LeBron, right? <laughs> go go play right. with Clutch Lakers, right? So that's what we all thought, you know? Right. But it's like, but it's funny. With Draymond, you could look at it like he possibly cost him two chips, at least two championships, because he pretty much ran KD out of town. Like, I think KD wanted to go anyway because he wasn't getting anything, but, like, that, that blow-up that they had at, um, when they played the Clippers a few years back, that was, like, the... The final straw kind of thing, where you knew KD was probably going to be out after that. And then last year, I thought they had an opportunity to do some great things, and then he punched Poole in the face. Now, I'm not saying whether Poole deserved it or not, it fucked up the team for the rest of the, the rest of the year. The chemistry was not the same. And, I mean, look, they had to get Poole out of there. They couldn't, they couldn't bring him back. I thought when they won the chip, they extended their window. And I feel like with this trade, it kind of closed it back some more. You know what I mean? Because the young guys haven't really developed... I don't think Clay is going to go back to being that Clay again. It's kind of evident now. It's been like over two years now, and it's he's still trying to get it back. And he's not. I don't think he's there now. You know what I mean? And Wiggins hasn't been. You know, he's been. He hasn't been the same so far. At least the season. Again, it's starting. It's really early. You know what I mean? But it's just it's not looking great right now for them. Right? Like it's you're you're seeing like the age and that kind of stuff creeping up. But if there's 
You you can't have Steph doing this much work still at this point of his career. You know what I mean? Like like when they won that chip in twenty twenty two, you figured like yeah, whether Curry gets his thirty, it's gonna be easy because there's so much weapons and young guys and all this stuff. And no, like when you watch them play, it's like I, I feel like don't you feel like it's watching like 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 uh like the pass to Will offense like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? That's what it feels <laughs> like watching the game. He's just running through like obstacles and hoops. You know what I mean? And picks and, and elevator screens and everything else just to get the ball. Like, Draymond doesn't even look at the hoop anymore. When the ball goes in his hands, he's just looking for stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah, man. People such as LeBron, yeah. Sinner already knows what's going to happen to where he's already running to the to the end of the play. That, that That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta switch it up, man. You got to yeah. be smarter than that. Yeah, but but I feel like the 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 league is kind of it's not only caught up, but it's kind of moving on from what they're doing, and yet they're right. still locked into the same. To your point, like they're still locked into that same offense, and it's it's not. You're you're seeing it. Like teams are catching up now. You know what I mean? And case in point, that OKC game on Saturday, like you you it was a great game, but you could see like they just they kind of figured them out. They figured out, and I mean, mind you, they got guys missing, but they 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 kind of figured them out a bit. So it's, it's going to be just interesting to see where teams like Golden State go from here. But I, I don't know. I, I but so they got to step up. This can't just all be on Stephanie Miles. I've been saying that from the preseason, and it's like it hasn't changed yet. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see what happens. But let's get to the awards, man, because uh, <laughs> like the very early awards award special right now. Because um, what are the six categories, Coach? Coach of the like the the coach of the year award, defensive player of the year, most improved, six man, um, MVP, and what I'm missing one. I feel like I'm missing one. Hold on. Got and you got rookie and rookie. Yes. Why am I missing the rookie? Of course. So let's start off with the coaching. So who's your pick so far? Like if if uh, the season ends ended today or at least right now, who's your runner for the coach of the year? Uh, Coach Strings from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Um. The way he's the way he's got that that team gelling, um, they 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 assembled that team properly. I didn't think that Twin Towers thing was going to work out mm-hmm. when they first got that trade with uh, Gobert, especially for all those all those picks. It didn't make sense, um, but they seem to have gotten it. You know, they figured it out, um, especially with all those defenders that they have on that team, um, starting with uh, uh, Big Daniels. So. And that goes down to McDaniel, to Troy Brown, to Kyle Anderson, even yeah. even to uh, Nikhil Alexander. Um, I mean, obviously, and not to to almost forget uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, um, which yeah. that's that that team is assembled just um, just right, and so hopefully they can continue this, and God willing, the health stays the same, um, because I, I thought they could have been a problem from last year as well. Uh, so I, I feel that the coach of the year would end up being uh, going to the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, coach offense. Uh, yeah, if they stay in the top two for the rest of the year, because right now they're leading the conference, but if they stay in that floating around the number one or two spot for the rest of the year, then, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer he's going to get it. When we were about to do this episode about a week or so or two weeks ago, I think before that, um, that Harden trade came through, my pick was actually going to be Jamal Mosley. Because just because I watched the first two or three games, and I know again it's early. It's like the precursor, like it's early. But I watched the first two or three games with Orlando, and honestly, even from those two three games, I'm like, yo, I like this team. Just because I didn't like, they seem like a bit of like a mismatched roster in terms of they had so many guards. You know what I mean? Like 
They didn't really have a small forward. I mean, they're playing – well, I can't say they really have a small forward because Wagner's there, but, like, they just felt like they, they needed to, to make a move somewhere. You know what I mean? And the way Jamal Mosley has them playing right now, because those two, them and Minnesota, they're actually tied for first in defensive rating, which I did not see coming from – well, especially from Orlando. You know what I mean? And on Orlando, they got a, a, a sum of all parts things happening right now because right now you got six players averaging double figures – and two of them are hovering around right under 10 points per game. So that was my initial pick. But I'm going to give it to both Mosley right now and Finch just for those defensive reasons. Because, I, I mean, with Minnesota, yeah, you, you can see the potential was kind of there. But when you to lay it out, like when you see their roster now, you're like, shit. Like this, this, act, this team is really def- – like they're solid defensively, especially – I mean, I know he's getting older, but – at the top of the defensive chain, you got, um, oh, my gosh, what am I forgetting his name now? What the hell is his name? The point guard on the team. Conley, sorry. So you got Mike Conley. Like, he's still <laughs> solid defensively. Edwards has made a leap defensively. Like, he's taking it. He's taking that bravado on the on the defensive side of the floor, which I don't think people were anticipating for, for that to happen, at least not yet. And you're seeing already games where he's kind of taken over defensively. And, and, again, you got Gobert, which is – He's coming back to the to the to the Utah Gobert. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Come, happen, of course, but but right now you're like you're seeing like he's he's basically <laughs> I want to say like he's channeling Ray Lewis, where like he's just he's the quarterback of the defense right now, at least the back line, and it's it's impressive, man. Towns is playing defense too, like the whole squad is in it. They're all committed. I didn't I didn't They're see all- I didn't see them being number one in in, in the in, like, at least in the West, but. Yeah, neither did I. I think I had them pretty high, though. But, again, the West so stacked. That can go so many directions. I mean, you can still be a good team, John, but yet you hold a couple losses to where you can go from being third-place team to possibly eighth-place. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And you know what? To to your point, Anthony, because you're one of the guys that we uh, – when we did our, our, um, our preseason list – for the NBA season preview, I'm looking. I'm looking back at your selections. You actually had them third. So, man, like, do you want you want this right now? What's going on here? I mean, uh, <laughs> I feel like I, I just need that. I just need that for some of these parlays sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I know, I know, shit. But uh, but no, but it's it's. it's I, I would give it to both right now in terms of the coach of the year. At least, uh, sorry, the, the the best coach right now. I would say it's those two. Right now, if I had to give them an award, it would be like a tie between those two because Orlando's like fourth in the um, in the East. We weren't expecting that to happen, but defensively, they're just we're both kind of watching the Raptors games right now, and they're you know they're like they're, they're kind of stifling the Raptors at this point, right? So it's 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 interesting to see where this is what, what's going to happen, man. Like, but I I think it's it's crazy, but I think at least with Orlando for sure, I think that's definitely going to be a strong play in contender or like you know bottom of the bottom of the playoff order i would predict because i'm thinking some of those teams like cleveland because cleveland started off injured those those teams are going to start making their way back up but i i think orlando's going to give everybody a, a run for their money man like they're they're going to be a solid out like just just even for playing contention you know what i mean like they're they're, they're, they're going to be a team for the rest of the year especially if they're holding their weight defensively they're going to be a team for the rest of the year that you're not going to want to play you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I think come February, once the trade deadline is gone, then I think you'll see the final product of what what direction teams are going. Yeah, um, defensive player of the year. Who, well, 
I should say defensive player. The, the best defensive player. I'll say defensive player of the year, like um, intermediate category or whatever. Like, who, who do you have right now as a defensive player of the year? Like, you're, who, who do you have starting like as the, as the main guy right now for that award? Oh, man. This is kind of tough. It um, is. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you. Oh, man, I don't know where to start with this one. I mean, you could go in two different directions. You have. Well, not two different directions, several directions. The first, the player leading the league in steals right now, Shady. I know. Wow, you, you, you're cheating off my laptop. Stop looking <laughs> at my laptop, bro. You hacked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that that's that's actually surprising. Um, but I think he had a game where he had a, a seven steal game. Yeah. Yeah, he um, did. He's he's had two games so far already that where he's had more than five steals in it. Yeah, see, and that, and again, it's it's like again, it's like just like you said, he had a quiet forty the night, and he's defensively, he's guarding players, and you're you look at the stash and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. He he pulled that he pulled that off tonight. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't even look like he's doing that, but he's more effective in many ways than again that people are seeing. So that's that's even more scary. I know, because um, especially when you tie it beside uh, him and Dort, right? right. Like, right. like Dort's a dog defensively already, and you have the, both of them in the backcourt doing that. Like, that's that's interesting. Right. Um, another player, um, if he stays healthy, I feel like AD could be in those tops. I don't think he'll win it. No. I think. I personally feel that Ben Adebayo has a better chance to win it before AD does. He's been playing um, well this year, actually, too. Yes. Um, but, I, I don't know. Right now, I, I would have to say that's a play of the year right now. Ooh, it's really tough, man, because even Herb Jones, <laughs> man, he's yeah. a problem, too. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards, well, it is tough. I, right, for right now, at least at this point I, as we're talking tonight, I'm going to say Gobert. Be- just because, yeah. just because of where he's, where the team's at defensively, he's kind of been the leader of it, at least on that side of the floor. I'm gonna say him for now, but it's funny. Like I said, you're cheating off, but I swear you hacked my laptop. But like they, I wanted to mention Shea because of that, right? Because I, I think he's been the, um, the improvements he's made. You know what I mean defensively? Like he's averaging two and a half steals a game and a block. Like that's impressive. And then. You know, to to mention that Golden State game that had happened on Saturday, like he kind of took over in, in overtime defensively. Like he, he he had a, I think he had at least a steal. He blocked Steph's jumper, blocked this three, took it end to end. You know, scored the end one, then posted it on Instagram the next day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, like these guys are coming for it all right now. They want it all. Yeah, he he didn't have to he didn't have to add that forty water though. That was a little, I, come on now. <laughs> and you saw the behind the back that he gave Steph too, right? Yeah. The, the step, whew. yeah. Like, I, man, it, it's funny, man, because I, you know what? I, I'm gonna save some of my shade comments for later. But, but to your point, like, yeah, I, I, the, I wanted to talk about him on def- defensively because he's, if there's a most improved defensive player, I would give it to him right now. Well, see, I, I think that's a perfect segue in terms of who you feel that. Who think is going to win most improved player? Because I don't see why he can't get it. Because you had someone like De'Aaron Fox, didn't he win most improved player one year? When I was like, wait a minute, he was already killing though. How did he get most improved? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out 
what is the justification of most approved? Because Shea did well last year, but he's doing even better this year. I know. He's even more efficient, and he's better defensively. Right. He's better defensively. It, it's it's tough because yeah, I don't I don't know like like because the same thing like MVP. We don't know what the what the what the barometers are for that. And I would say the same thing for most improved. I, who, who do you got for most improved? Then let's let's get into that right now. Who do you got for most improved? Because I, I have a I have a, a, a two way tie. I kind of have a one A and one B. But I want to hear you most improved player right now. Uh, I mean, so outside of Shea. Um, right now, who I have for most improved. And, and, and let me stop you for a second. You have Shea being the most improved, even though he was first team All NBA uh, last year. Absolutely. Keep, keep going. Absolutely, keep going. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and that's only and, that, and that's only because I think I feel like a lot of people that wasn't really paying attention to Shea last season mm-hmm. would question how he got on to first team All NBA. Mm-hmm. Because most people are like Shea, Shea Gilders Alexander. What? And then. The tournament solidified as like, oh, this guy really is good. Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. Now I see why he was first team All NBA. But they made it to the playoffs, and they 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 did okay for for what they had. Well, the especially players, had no, yeah. they, they had no big right. So right, right. They, they 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 did better. They they beat all expectations. I, I feel so. I would definitely say he's in the running for most improved, but. Next to him, I'm gonna have to give it to Cam Reddish right now. Cam Reddish, really? Okay. Yeah, because the role now that he's been given on the Lakers, he has really, like, he's shown himself to who people expected him to be when he first got picked up. I think what was it, the but the yeah. Atlanta Hawks? Yeah. Everybody was waiting for him to be that guy, and he never really showed it, and then. Darvin Ham was speaking about how when they first picked him up, he said, I'm going to make sure this guy gets playing time because I know this guy who, and mind you, people that heard that, even for myself, I'm like, yeah, you're right. He can, but I feel like he's not getting an opportunity. And now that he's getting an opportunity, mind you, he's not killing, putting up crazy numbers in terms of points, but on, but doing the little things that help them get what they need especially with that role with AD and LeBron, I think he's doing extremely well, and I feel like he should get most improved for that. One of the league leaders in steals, he's averaging 1.8 right now, and who would have thought that when Austin Reeves signed that contract, he would be coming off the bench behind uh, Reddish, right? Like, we wouldn't have thought that going into the season, right? And they had to flip it because I think Austin Reeves gives them – better scoring and better offense coming off the bench but like cam always had the he always had the tools and the talent to do this right six eight two guard that basically can pretty much do a lot of shit right so it's it's not to your point it's not surprising that he's he's getting this opportunity to play well he's you know especially when you're playing with like the two players that he's that he's behind like you're gonna get opportunities you're gonna get looks you know what i mean especially if you can keep yourself on the floor defensively like you're gonna you're gonna get opportunity, you know, and he's making the most of it right now. I'm happy for him though, because you know it looked like I mean there was points in you know even a couple of years ago where you're like you're wondering if he's gonna be in Europe, and not because he sucked, it's just because the way his name was getting batted around a little bit because he wasn't reaching his potential. You were thinking like, man, is he is he gonna stick in the league? You know, so it's nice to see that he's he's come around and he's he's doing his thing right now. You know, like he's got another chance and he's making the most of it. They just hope it stays for the rest of the season, but you know he's 
He's doing what he has to do right now. I'm I'm, I'm happy for him because, especially because I mean, <laughs> think about it. Wasn't he the wasn't he the first player to to, uh, to commit to Duke back in 2018? Didn't like I think it was at a point where he thought he was going to be the guy, and then and then RJ and Zion came in, and that was it. It's like ever since then he's just been <laughs> off the radar. <laughs> Even though he was a lottery pick, he's been off the radar. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like he's like, man, I should, I should have went to North Carolina. Like my whole life would be different right now. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, my my most, like I said, I I got a one, I got a one A and one B. Because again, I I feel like this award sometimes should be called like the player who who makes the most of his elevated opportunity, just because. Some they they always give the, the this award to to like young guys who make that leap. You know what I mean? Like a like a De'Aaron Fox, like certain guys where they just they're already getting time and then they just made the leap. And it's like okay, but you're playing 35 minutes a night. You're gonna get better. You know what I mean? The team is kind of surrounding you. Like you, you really, you should get most improved. You know what I mean? So you you can see where the argument can be. But and and I and I kind of reserve that for Maxi, which who's my one B. It's hard to give Maxi that award because you kind of knew this was going to happen once Harden wasn't coming back. Like everybody could see it, you know what I mean? But yeah. with that said, he is playing like an All Star. Like he should make the All Star game this year. He's playing really well, and he's going to get the big bag. Uh, I think he's eligible for extension next summer. Or I, I think this this summer coming, so he's definitely going to get his 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 bread if he makes an All Star team. You know, if he if he lucks around and 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 gets into a, a, like you know even third team All NBA, like he's going to be. He's gonna be like uh, like Scrooge McDuck, like in Ducktales, jumping off of the <laughs> jumping off the diving board, just you know, landing in the pool of money, two hundred million dollars <laughs> worth of money. But uh, <laughs> but but my guy, though, what I gotta give this to is Shengun. Goon, oh, forgot about him, man, Houston. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's but hold, see, hold on, is that most improved or is that now coaching that realized because he was good last year too, mm-hmm. though, and yeah. they were. There, there were signs of him playing that well when they played through him, and I think even LeBron said the other day, he was like, or somebody said it, where they're like they're finally playing through this guy. Well, you know, it's interesting. Last year, and I don't know if I don't know if he w- he was saying this because he's like a Turkish mini-me of him, but Joker was saying this last year where they should have been playing through him. Mm-hmm. I think I think after one of the games where they played Houston, he's like, I don't understand what they're doing. Why are they? Why why isn't he the number one option here? Like I he, think it might have been. I think it might have been Joker. That said was it that. Joker? Yeah, I, I know that was last year. I know somebody else said it this year. I didn't. I didn't hear about it, but okay. But I know. But I know he was like. He's right though. Like he's made that leap in year three that I think some expected. The coaching is a part of it. The infusion of veterans, like veterans and professional players, because that that was like a that that looked like Houston Rockets watching them play last year was like watching like. Like junior junior kindergarten, where you come in to pick your kids up, and everybody's just running around throwing blocks at each other and shit. It just looks like <laughs> chaos until you get your kid out of the room. Like that's what that's what it looked like watching their team play last year. And this year, they got a whole infusion of vets. You know, from Van Vliet to Dylan Brooks to to um to, to Jeff Green. Like they, you know, it, it, like um, Udoka is like a really good coach, and like he they've 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 brought much needed stability to that team. And I know they spent their draft capital on Jalen Green, and I think he could still possibly be that guy. But maturity-wise, you can see that Shengun is like he's ready for that right now. I think he's a number one guy. And you're looking at the stats; he's averaging twenty-one nine and six. 
He's shooting. I mean, the free throws could be better, but he's shooting fifty nine percent from the field, thirty five percent from three, and and the dimes that he's is giving out is is Joker esque. I was about to say he's a he's a low key uh, uh, mini Joker. Yeah, he is. I just say he's a, he's a Turkish mini me a Joker. He really, he really is, man. Like, uh, like I, I, I think the 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 environment has really helped certain players. Like how it's changed. Like Houston did a good job with that, as we're seeing now, because it looks like Houston's actually pretty good too. Right? They're they're pretty solid. There's there's they had to bring professionalism into that into that roster last like from uh, after what we've been seeing the last couple of years, and and you, and I think Shangun is is reaping the benefits of it right now. To me, like right now, he's he's most improved until, un, until somebody comes and knocks him off. I think it's his spot to 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 lose. I, I, you know what? I, I think I, I'm gonna have to agree with you. You're saying Shangun pick. Um, yeah, that that pro- easily over Reddish actually. Um, mm. I think I think I may have just got mesmerized by the fact that uh, Reddish is finally coming along. Um, but Shangun, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good pick. No, I mean Reddish is fine too, to be honest with you. Because again, like I said, about a year, a year and a half ago, people were talking like he may not even be in the league, like he might be in China, <laughs> right? Like people were thinking that, and and look where he's at now. So it's you know, again, it's early, but like the fact that he's starting, and it looks like unless something happens, he's going to stay there. But he's definitely a part of the rotation. It's 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 good for him, man. I'm happy for him because, like I said, he's been underlooked for so long, and you know, some of it is on him too. But like he just. He just hasn't had the proper opportunity. And again, when he went to the Knicks, like, what was Thibodeau thinking? I remember from the moment he landed in New York, Thibodeau was basically like, after a couple of weeks, yeah, he's out of the rotation. You're like, what? What the hell happened? Like, <laughs> this guy barely got a chance to unpack his bags. He's already out of the rotation. Yeah, it made no sense to me. Who's your? That who, might be a. Sorry, go ahead. That might be a. I think that might be a, a Leon Rose decision, though. What? Uh, like, I, like, like they made the trade, they got him. It was a trade by trade, right? Or was yeah, it, it was. What, a, it was a trade, I believe. By trade, and I think after a while, there's like, yeah, you know, it's not gonna fit. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work out. But then again, but no, see, it doesn't even make sense because Tibbs is a defensive guy. So why would you not use him? Or maybe, or maybe there was a role that they expected from him, and maybe Reddish was more of a. Now I'm on our offensive end. I don't want to play defense, and. You know, now, you know, the different settings, New York Knicks, L.A. Lakers, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. I think maybe the role and the players that he was surrounded by, I think is probably what helped him with, you're not going to come here uh, getting buckets unless we need buckets from you. Right. And trust me, you'll get the opportunity to get buckets. But I think in terms with the with the New York side of things, it was – Hey, we need you to be on the defensive end and let the offensive come with that. And you, I think he's more so like, yeah, you know what? Maybe not. And then with LA, listen, this is the role. Yeah, take your lead. And there's, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Let, let's do this. So, who's your sixth man? Who that was? This is a pretty tough early, one too. Yeah, early in the year, I was, I was with uh, Cole Anthony. Okay. Um. From Orlando, he he's been he's been flourishing with that six man role. Um, when Cam Thomas is back, I feel like that <laughs> that that's 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 his for the taking. I forgot about him. Yeah, 
But but it's it's some of that too because of Cam Johnson being hurt for the you know the he didn't start off the season. Like do you think it's because of that or do you think he's still gonna be averaging like twenty off the bench? Like he's he's a he's a he's a he's a scorer. Like he don't give a shit. But remember when, when yeah. K D was on the team, he, he used to like I remember K D used to say, like, yo, this guy really believes he can beat me. You know, like <laughs> he was so delusional. He's like, yo, this guy really believes he, he's he can beat me. You know, like when we play one on one, like Cam Thomas thinks like, yo, he he thinks he can bust my ass. <laughs> so you, you can see the confidence. I I don't think it's necessarily a fluke. I I just don't know if he's going to continue averaging twenty something off the bench. I think some of it had to do with Cam Johnson not being there either. But but he's got to play though. Like he is good for sure, for sure. Yeah, actually, well, I mean, Cam Johnson being gone, I I think that's still because they, they I think they started him into the um the first unit at at some points. But now with Cam Johnson back for sure, he's definitely not he's definitely not gonna be in the first unit anymore. So yeah. second unit, hey, come get buckets. Do whatever you got the same thing you were doing at LSU, do it again now. Yeah, I don't know. I I think he might end up getting that, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I I had um I had a one A, one B for this too, because I, I had Malik Monk. Um did he no, he didn't win it last year. I don't think he won it last year, but He's to me, so he's man, he's really solid, man, coming off the bench for Sac- Sacramento right now. Um and, and especially once um once Fox wasn't playing, like he you know, he kinda elevated at least the other parts of his game. Not so much scoring, but I think like assists and rebounds, he was getting a little bit more as well. But like he's he's been solid. My pick actually was Cole Anthony, because I, I gotta give him credit because he's been solid and consistent off the bench. Like during the preseason, I know um, we was mentioning when we we're doing the Eastern Conference preview, we was mentioning that they need to get uh, talking about Orlando. They got to get rid of one of their guards, and I thought for sure the one that would have the most vibe, at least to make a trade for, was uh, was Cole, right? And sure. the rotations helped a bit because Fultz has been hurt, but he's still coming off the bench, mind you. But since day one, like Cole's been dependable, man. When you look at the stats, like it's. He's averaging like 13, four and a half boards, three assists, but, you know, he's shooting 84% from the line, 35 from three. He's only had two games under double digits this season, which I wasn't expecting that from him. You know what I mean? Like, he's had a really good start so far. Yeah. And he's helped shore up their bench. Like, when he comes in the game, like, he's coming to do shit. You you know what? I think you might – I think you, you, you convinced me to switch my decision from Coach Finch from Minnesota to Jamal Mosley. He actually has ah, he actually has a lot of players on Orlando. You got Jalen Suggs that's playing better. Playing better. And yep. almost he's almost turned into a defender now on that team. Mm-hmm. Which I feel is helping out their defensive rating. And you have uh Franz Wagner that is also becoming a better player. Um Banchero is kind of uh, maybe sophomore. Yeah, he's having a, a bit of a wall. slow start, but right. Um, but he's he still it hasn't taken him out mentally in the game, so he's still there. And then you have Cole Anthony, which yeah, we both discussed that yeah, he's probably going to be gone. And then Marco Fultz when he shows up, um, yeah, man, like this team is actually put together quite well. And then yeah. who knows when you have a healthy uh, Wendell Carter? That's yeah, that's right, because he's he's hurt too. And also another guy that I feel like a lot of people are not really paying attention to yet. Jonathan, I coming back from that injury, and yep. he's doing the little things, and he's getting minimal minutes, but he's still having an impact in the game. 
Yeah, he's 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 usually averaging about a block and a half a game coming off the bench, mm-hmm. which is impressive, right? Like he's, yeah, and he, and he's been healthy. I mean, he's got he's had such a crazy role with injuries, man. It's been it's been wild to see, but like he's been he's been playing well, man. Like hopefully he stays healthy the rest of the year. But like if he's if he's healthy the rest of the year, man, that that really helps their bench because he's a talent. Like he's a six eleven small forward essentially, right? Like a three four, like he's he's a solid player. If he's if he can stay healthy, yeah, he's solid. He's long. He's he, like defensively. He's like he can guard multiple positions. He rebounds. He blocks shots. Like it's 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 impressive to see what he could do. It really is. But I, yeah, I would say Cole Anthony right now is probably my guy so far to start. Like I want to see you know by the time we do this again, like halfway through the year, I want to see if we could this this can maintain. But right now, I'm like I I, I think I would I I, w- I would put him in that category right now <clears throat> you know he's, he, he's the chair sitter right now so far so far what, which ones have we missed we've gone through four of them right uh coach yeah. defensive player of the year um six men most, most improved okay so let's let's go to the rookie of the year um who do you got i mean i pretty much know who you got but let's see if you surprise me well, I, th- I think that's well it's between two yeah. I'm gonna stay right now. I'm gonna say Chet right now. You're gonna say Chet, okay? Yeah. Okay. Chet Holmgren. But um, but, but I did, but there is one rookie I would like to point out that people should pay attention to. The Asar, how do you say his name? Asar, Asar. Oh Thompson. my God, Asar Thompson, man! What that? Yo, dude, I wasn't expecting that. Like, no, I should say I wasn't expecting it because. Even coming, even when you look at some of the draft video and stuff, like th- those twins were tough. They were tough, but still, like this guy's averaging almost a double double coming up, like as a guard. Oh man, that that guy, jeez. Um, defensively, I don't know if he was that good either. Mm-mm. Oh, it, it's, it's it's so crazy because you can't teach someone to defend. It's hard to tell someone, I need you to be a defender. When you automatically have that motor to defend, it's easy to teach someone to become an offensive player. If this guy gets a jump, a consistent jump shot, oh my gosh, that guy's going to get a problem. But, but Anthony, he's made, he's made Jaden Ivey pretty much obsolete already. He's pretty upset about that, too. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, he's a and, and that and that's the kind of player you want. Someone that can challenge you and say, "Listen, I, I'm, I'm new, but uh, I, I'm taking your minutes." Yo, it's it's crazy. Like, there's some games I'm looking at. I'm like, I'm like, are they missing all their big men? Like, how does he? How does he have 11 boards? I'm like, this, this, is is Durant not playing? And and Bagley and Wiseman and Stewart is like, are all the big guys hurt? And then you look at the stats. You're like, fuck, they're all playing. I personally feel that um, with the Bogdanovich injury, he's eaten a lot of his minutes as well. Um, he's averaging some pretty high minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, Detroit is not that good right now. But no, I think once those guys figure that out, oh, man. Because I, I think I had Detroit a little higher on my ranking. I thought they'd be a better team right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the stats. Batch, he's averaging 11 and 10. That's 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 crazy. That's crazy. He's, he's got to he's got to be enough. He's got to be enough time. And he's averaging over over a steal a game and almost two blocks a game. Yeah. See, see when you see stuff like that, that 
that those numbers are ridiculous. That's crazy. For for I mean, for what he's doing, that that's crazy. Yeah, you got to talk about this guy. I mean, mind you, the hype is all surrounded, of course, around Wembyana and and, and Chad, then, uh, yeah. Seth Holmgren. So people are like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that, right? But then, man, we can't overlook some of the other guys. Like Asar Thompson is. Man, he's doing well, man. I, I I like what he's doing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really a Detroit Pistons fan, but yeah, I I actually will tune into a game to see what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I I tune in to watch Chet, and then every now and again, like you, he'll make a play, and I'm like, oh shit! Like it's funny because I um I know his brother's been hurt, right, in, in Houston, but um I think the first time I think it was they played Miami. I don't think it was the or maybe it was Detroit actually. It could have been Detroit. But I don't know if you saw the highlights. It was, I think it was Detroit, actually, now that I'm thinking of it. But I don't know if you saw the highlights when they played Miami the first time and what he was doing to Butler. Like, oh, it was, it, that was impressive. And I'm like, yeah, I know there isn't a lot of tape on, 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 on Asar yet, but I'm like, but he was, he was working. <laughs> he was working Butler defensively. Like, Butler had to, like, he kept stripping Butler, blocked a shot a couple times. You know, like, you know, tipped his handles a couple times. Like, you could see, like, Butler was getting, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you see that look on his face like he was getting frustrated. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wow, that that's that's impressive. Again, you're thinking, oh, it's like the second or third game of the year. But, shit, he went, he's kind of surpassed that right now. Like, this isn't a fluke. Dude, the guy's averaging almost two blocks a game. Like, that, that's crazy. He's leading, he's, leading the, he's leading the Pistons in block shots is he? Shit. I mean, let, let me check. He could he could be. He very well could be. He very well could be. Like that that I actually know he is. He is. <laughs> he is. Durant hasn't played a lot of games, but he is right now. That's crazy. That's crazy. I would say Wemby right now, but it's interesting because I feel like Wemby is like this is going to sound funny to say. I don't know if it's because of all the hype and all the pressure. But I feel like there's some games where I'm watching him where I feel like he's he's already hitting a rookie wall. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there's there's some games. I don't know if you like. I've watched some of his games where it's like, but I don't think it's because of him necessarily. So I shouldn't say it's because he's hitting the wall. I think they the the lack of having a point guard. Like I don't know why they're starting. Um, um, so is this Shochan? I don't know why they're starting him at point. Like this doesn't make any sense to me. But. Doesn't make, doesn't make sense to me either. Messed no. up my whole strategy in fantasy. My gosh, how are you not starting Trey Jones? <laughs> I know, I know. I, it, it doesn't make any sense. And you watch some games where it's like, like sometimes you you you're not a hundred percent sure if like you're like, is he in the game? And you have to look and realize like, yeah, he's on the floor. Like he hasn't. I don't know. Just the way I'm, I'm surprised the way Pops is kind of running that offense. I mean, he's, he's kind of just like letting it just go and just see what happens. But but I but I you know the thing with Wemby is you know he's gonna like I like from watching him play I still believe and as good as Chet's been and he has been playing well I'm not gonna take anything away from him but like I feel like with Wemby I I feel like everybody's got about a two years everybody's got two years left before if God forbid he stays healthy you got about everybody's got two years you got two year you got a two year deadline to do you do what you got to do right now he's coming for everything after that. Because some of the games you see him dominate defensively, and like again, he's like a sorry. He's like he's still wet behind the ears, man. He's still wet behind the ears. So you're like he still got to get used to the league. He's still he's still getting used to the speed, the strength. So you can see some games like he kind of struggles with that a little bit. But like, dude, like by like his second or third, by the third year, like 
I'll be shocked if he's if he's not like because I, I predicted he would be defensive player of the year before the before the end of his rookie contract. Well, are, 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 are we are you saying that possibly you could have another LeBron James Carmelo situation? Yes, I did say this. Yeah, you you, you could, but you got to throw a couple of those other rookies in there too. But, Absolutely, but I mean, yeah, Wemby. He's going to be between those two for he's sure. A, He's the hype, so do you just automatically just give him rookie of the year because of the marketing? Because mm. and I and I bring I bring up the LeBron James Carmelo situation because let's be real. Well, me personally, this is my opinion. Mm. And I would I would feel that there are others out there that would feel the same. Carmelo Anthony should have gone rookie of the year. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't argue that necessarily because he, he did lead the team to the playoffs. In a in a tough Western conference. Mm-hmm. He led the team to the playoffs. With that said, though, Chet's not leading this team to the playoffs. He's helping. He's definitely helping. We've been sprinkling shade conversations throughout this podcast. So he, he's in a different situation. But I get what you're saying, though. Like, one's on a shitty team, one's on a playoff team. But he's doing. He's definitely doing damage on that playoff team. So you can't ignore that either. You know what I mean? Like, right. like he makes an impact on games. Like, I'm looking at Wemby's stats right now. Where is it here? Yeah, he's averaging 18. He's basically averaging 19 and 9 right now with two and a half blocks and a steal. Um, the percentages are like he's not as efficient as went as um, as Chet right now because he's shooting 42 from the field and 27 from three. He shoots a lot of threes, which I'm not crazy about right at this moment. And I think that's changed. I think I, I think that would if he changes that and starts playing inside, I, I feel he I feel he would be more of a problem than he is now. Yeah, he's. He, I feel like he's playing more outside in, right? Like, I, I feel like that's more happening. He's playing more outside in than he's, to your point, like if I think if he kind of starts inside and then works his way outside and just flows throughout the game, it, it. I think the efficiency will be a little bit better. But I find some games he's shooting like six, seven threes in a game, and I'm like, eh, I, I don't like that right now because you're giving – even though he's young and you know he's got to – you know, he's still trying to get used to the league, it's like you're giving you're giving defenses a break. They don't have to deal with your size if you're shooting it from that far all the time. You know what I mean? Like he had a game, I think, against Sacramento here. He, I mean, he's, he's had games where he shot seven threes, nine threes. He had a game where he was two for eight against Sacramento, two for nine against Miami, you know, uh, two for seven against the Raptors. It's a lot of threes for a seven-four guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That can actually do damage inside too. Seven-four, what are you doing out there? Like not, I'm not saying you can't shoot threes, but that's too much. That's too much. That's way too much threes. You know what I mean? Like if he's gonna shoot that threes, be like seven for nine then. Like just be because you're rolling. You know what I mean? Like you're hot, <laughs> but like it can't. It can't be like you can't be two for nine being at that size and with all the skill set that you have everywhere on the floor. Like if I think he he should be like this season. I think he should be like like a like a monster of the mid range. You know what I mean? Who's gonna block a shot? I think I think right. there's this like he he can just raise the efficiency just on just dominating the like the the like the the mid range and the interior and then like I said you, if he takes like three four threes a game I'm okay with that but not nine he can't shoot nine that's that's crazy right that's crazy but like I I would say him right now but I think the rest of the year it's gonna be though it's gonna be him and Chet obviously right yeah who's your MVP so far who, who's who's on your who's sitting on the throne right now for MVP after the first. Um, fifth of the season that's gone by. Tyrese Halliburton, MVP. 
<laughs> hey, I'm different. I'm different right now. I mean, maybe it's because I just don't want to go. I, I'm an underdog. So I think a lot of people that I've, I've mentioned are people that are just not being spoken about enough. Right. And you have someone like Embiid. He's playing, he's playing good basketball. Yeah. I still don't believe in that guy, but he's playing, I gotta, great. he's playing great so far. Absolutely. I got to let that go. I mean, my own, like my bias against him. Yeah. He's a better player than he puts out there. And it bothers me. And it's almost like it's the Anthony, or not Anthony, the, the Andrew Wiggins discussion. Wiggins is a good player, but he plays in these moments where he picks and it's almost like he picks and chooses when he wants to show up and it bothers me. Mm-hmm. And the Embiid is the same guy, and I want to say that he's an MVP MVP caliber player, but there's just times where I feel that he just takes too many breaks. He just takes too many breaks. Mm-hmm. He just takes too many plays off. And then you have Jokic. I mean, this guy does everything. Um, Jokic is. I, I don't know what to say. Like this guy's a problem too. He's gonna grab boards. He makes the right play. He can score high percentage shots. If he needs to shoot a three, he'll shoot the three. And it looks like he barely even tries himself. Like, you're not going to move him. He's strong. Yeah. And then when he's ready to make a play, he's going to make that play. Yeah. I feel like a, 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 lot, a lot of people try to anticipate what he's going to do, but he'll always have a counter. It's like, oh, you're going there now? Okay, then I got this over here in the corner. And the chemistry within that team, they all play well. So it, I can't say it's all solely on him, but teammates as well. Help him be that player to make him that good. Yeah. Um, but Tyrese Halliburton, what he's doing for Indiana, they started off hot. Like they beat Philadelphia in the in-season tournament game. Yeah. Mind you, the last last two games haven't been so good. Uh, right now, I think they're losing to Atlanta. Um, he's ar- he's but, already he's already got eleven and ten at the half though. It's crazy. Come on, man. Like, what are we talking about right now? Like. 11 and 10, he's basically dictating the pace of the game in a sense of what he wants. Like, he's making those right passes. Now, imagine, and and he's doing 11 and 10 with only two turnovers. And the score right now is 86-73. Yo, I'll say this, man. The guard play right now is, is dumb. Like, Almost every game that you watch is a is a it's almost a worthwhile matchup right now because right now like just again they're playing the Hawks so it's him versus Trey he's averaging like twenty one and eleven like eleven assists I haven't seen that since like the nineties <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen that since the nineties but like Tim Hardaway used to get like twenty and ten and and Kevin Johnson and Mark Price like I haven't seen that shit. Since then, that's crazy. Like I can't. Like when I saw stats the other day, I'm like, wait a minute. He's really averaging twenty something, and, and, and I think it's like twenty something and eleven. If I'm if I'm mistaken, yeah. It's, uh, shit, no, I'm I'm, I'm wrong. He's averaging twenty three and a half and almost twelve assists. That's fucking Magic Johnson numbers. Okay, yeah. I mean, he 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 definitely he definitely should be in that discussion for MVP with Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid, and. You want to know something even, even more crazy? <laughs> People got to stop sleeping on Kevin Durant, man. Because mm. he, he's doing well, too. But I think because they're not doing as well as everybody expected them to be. Especially with all the injuries. Right. It's I think it's messing up that discussion of Kevin Durant being an MVP player. 
I mean, even yeah, I mean, even sure. LeBron, my gosh, LeBron at his age right now, um, the last let's say three or four games, that guy's been putting up some crazy numbers too. Yeah. And and you're right, KD is, is is slept on. Nobody's talking about him. He's averaging thirty thirty one seven and five and a half assists a game. He's averaging the most assists in the last ten years. And then and then the yeah. shooting splits are what they are. Like it's KD, so it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like he's getting that every game for the last ten fifteen years. So, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 because of the injuries and they've had had a slow start. They haven't gotten their their three together yet. But he's been, I mean, he's been KD, man. I don't know when this is going to stop, but he's been KD. He's been KD. It's, well, it's, yeah, I think, I think MVP is really hard to pick right now. I would probably say Joker right now. Um, but, I, I mean, there's a few people. I wasn't even thinking Halliburton, but that's, a, you know, looking at the stats, I'm like, the only thing that would stop right now from, from him even getting that is, is, um, is the record right? Like they're not they're not like the top of the conference. Again, it's early, but they're not they're not the top of the conference right now. But um, right. I, I think Embiid is playing this best all around ball. That shout out to his work. That shout out to Nick Nurse and the offense that they've implemented. They're running. They're they're moving at a faster pace. He's handling the ball a little bit more now with um, Harden not being there. The playmaking abilities. Like remember, I said the last time we were talking, I'm like. He's he's on his joker right now. He's averaging the most by far the most assists he's ever averaged, ever. It's I think he's averaging like six and a half, six point two assists a, a game, which he was not never coming close to that before. He's he's been with it like, and, and the shooting splits have been there. The guy's averaging like almost thirty one a game. Like he's just he's I know he is averaging thirty one. He's averaging like a thirty one. I think at least thirty one a game. But like he's been. Like it, it, not to say the MVP was a fluke, but like he's a he's in consideration to, to going back to back for like the I guess the third time in the last six years between uh, him, Joker, and um, and Giannis, because Giannis yeah, is on. another one too. He's he's starting off slow, but like you look at the like the last week and change, like he's coming like the Hulk again too. But okay, so I have to say this. Let's be real though. Joel Embiid shouldn't have got MVP last year. Did not play better than Jokic. He did not play better than Jokic. So we have to be serious here. Now, right now, <laughs> at this moment, the way Joel Embiid is playing right now, I would say he would be above Nikola Jokic for the MVP, given that now he's doing more than just scoring. Yeah. Well, he now was, he was actually, doing more than scoring before, but he's being more. Yeah. Sorry, you mean offensively, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, in, in, ter- in terms, of, in terms of actually making the pass. Right. Before he would hold that ball, and either he's putting up a shot or it's probably going to be a turnover. So, right. and the, the majority is going to be, majority of the time is going to be a shot. So now he's actually saying, okay, yeah, you guys are going to double team me? Boom. I made the pass out. And this, you're sitting there watching, you're watching these games, and you're like, man, you should have been doing this from years ago. But I guess it all comes down to coaching. I mean, make the smart play, and who knows? It could be very much. It could very much well be the Jokic effect. Man, this yeah. guy is so efficient because he makes the right play. And then again, we can go from Jokic and say it's the LeBron effect. And then from LeBron, it can go down to the next player. It can be the Magic effect, and yeah. so on and so on. It just keeps moving, right? Yeah. You study the game. You study the game. You put it together, and then you say, you know what? I got to start putting this into my game, and then. How to tweak it into my own 
Right. And I think that's what now what we're seeing. Joel Embiid can be a legitimate problem. Yes. Right now, I would say he right now would be MVP outside of Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, Joker is Joker. But because Embiid decided to actually do more offensively, he's already still that still that defensive guy. He, he's making that pass and it makes him more of a problem because now you don't now you can't double him. Yeah. Can't double him. He's 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 he's, he's gonna he's gonna find the open guy. He's he's and he's not even finding the open guy, he's playmaking. He's playmaking. So this 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 is interesting. But to your point about KD, I'm gonna throw another underrated guy in there and, and name Giannis. Look at the stats. Thirty ten and basically five. I mean those are those are regular stats for him at this point, but we're not even People aren't even talking about Giannis right now because, again, they had a little bit of a slow start, even though they're like 10-4 and four right now. They're kind of, you know, getting it together. But, like I said, the last week and change, he's been he's been Giannis. Like, he's been Giannis. I think, I think last night he had like a 42-13 and 13 game last night with a bunch of assists too. Like, he's, he's, he's rounding back into that figure. Um, like, rounding back into shape, I mean. Um, uh, you know what, man? I can't... I, I gotta mention Luca, man. How how the hell is Dallas doing this, man? How's Dallas doing this? I don't I don't under, I don't understand how the I'm, I've watched some of these Dallas games, and you know the last couple of years, especially when they made the conference final two years ago or two or three years ago, and I'm like, how is this team in the conference finals, man? Like, look at their squad. Like, is Luca and like, I mean, Jalen Brunson was doing work, Dimwitty was doing work, but like. The way they were handling certain teams, it's like, how is uh, no disrespect to those guys, but like, they should not be on the same floor with these with these guys with certain games, especially like the Clippers, especially with like the Suns when like you know like Paul and Aiton were there, you know. And I'm looking at their games again, and I'm like, yo, this man's averaging like basically 31, eight and eight, and credit to him for staying in shape, <laughs> which I don't know if he should be getting credit for that, but like. The world championships basically kept him in shape. He's kept him in a rhythm. He didn't have to work his way back into shape, you know, when the regular season started. And and then, I, you know, again, we, you know, we've been sprinkling shade throughout this podcast. I got to mention him again because, and I discussed this in the pod that the pod that that I did with um, regarding Team Canada during the World Championships. Basically, what's happening right now is what I I kind I felt like I guess I kind of predicted, but I felt like what was what was happening was like. You know, because Chet Walker is like this unicorn that's coming in here. He's gonna get the the accolades or like at least the media hype and attention at first, and then as the season goes along, it's gonna be like, oh wait a minute, no, we really gotta be the attention should be shifted onto Shea. You know what I mean? And I think probably around after the All Star break, everybody's gonna realize, no, this guy really is a top five, top five player, maybe top six at worst. You know what I mean? I, I think that's going to flip. But I think right now we're going to be talking about Chet and Wemby, Chet and Wemby, Chet and Wemby, like OKC's doing well. And then people are going to slowly realize, yo, wait a minute, okay, this shit really wasn't a fluke. Like, this guy's really balling. And, and like, I, I would put him in there for MVP too. Why not, right? Especially what he's been doing defensively. He's averaging 53% from the field, 36 from three, and not, he's shooting 93% from the line, dude. Guard, yeah, that's impressive. Like, nah, man, he's he's got to be in that that discussion too. Like, 
the guard play in this league right now, bro, it's 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 impressive, man. It's impressive. Like it's just man, it's impressive. Think of all the guards that, that you gotta <laughs> you gotta go against right now. Like you got you got Shea Luca, um, Halliburton. Who am I missing? Halliburton, Curry, Edwards, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I, I know I'm missing somebody. I'm missing somebody else here. But you got like Someone. seven. You got like seven or eight. Booker. You got like seven or eight guys trying to vie for like six spots for these for this like the All NBA roster did this season for the guard spot. It's gonna be tough for the guard spots. Okay. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. For the guard spots, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Um, I, I, you know, what, before we wrap up, I'm gonna just throw some random questions out here. I know we were talking about them earlier, but you you think Minnesota's run right now is sustainable? If if they stay healthy, if they stay healthy, okay. Then again, they started off they started off well last year, and then Carl Anthony Towns got hurt, and things kind of just went down. New Orleans was there, but now you got the CJ McCollum injury. Yeah, which changes the team all that, like as well, at least for the time being, because I don't know when he's coming back. Right, <clears throat> but then now you have Trey Murphy. Is a Trey Murphy? Trey Murphy. Yeah, he's coming now, back uh, soon, right? Yeah, coming back soon. So uh, who sees what happens with that? Um, that Jordan Hawkins pickup was nice, man. That draft pick, he's he's been solid for them. This that's another rookie too that's been playing good. Yeah. Um, who else we got in the West that almost really? I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a team that I wanted to speak on that that uh, it's not really getting a lot of credit even in the Western Conference. Utah's not that bad, but I feel like they regressed defensively. Yeah, like they're not using Walker. They're not using Walker as much as they did last year. Well, I think he's hurt too. Him. I think he's hurt too now. Well, before he got hurt, he was uh, he wasn't really he wasn't playing full games. Yeah, which I don't know is if weird. it's due to matchup. So. He definitely helps them for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, man, what team am I forgetting about right now? Oh, that that's the team I wanted to speak on. Memphis has been very disappointing. Are you surprised though? Yes, I am actually. I, I mean, John. Ja, see, you know what? No, I shouldn't be surprised, but I am surprised. So, John ja will come up and would be rested. But then they had Tyus Jones to back up. But then Tyus Jones now left and went to Washington. Right. So now they don't have a point guard, but they got Marcus Smart. So you think now you have two defensive player of the year players on your team, and these guys can barely squeeze a win out. Yeah, they're not even in games half the time. They're losing to Portland, who doesn't even who's, who's lost their main players. So it's kind of weird how that's coming, how that's coming about. I thought Memphis would be doing a lot better than they have been. And you know what? Is this would could we call this a script? Where <laughs> all of a sudden when John comes back, Matt miraculously, Memphis becomes a team like, oh man, they need a John this whole time. This guy, he's he's that guy. He he they need him. <laughs> I don't know. Mind you, teams have to, you know, figure him out. On the on the defensive side of things, on how to how to contain them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, it makes a big difference, but I didn't think it made that much of a difference to where they can't get wins. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because some of it has been injuries too, obviously, because they've uh, they've they've gotten hurt. Like, I swear they're 
their roster got depleted a little bit because you know do, do you want to call it D Dylan Karma? Because I, I feel because I, because I feel like if Dylan was on this team, I don't think they were losing this much games. I'll say this. I'll say this. If Dylan's on this team, they're not three and ten. You don't think so? So you think? So hold on. So you think that Dylan Brooks is better offensively than Marcus Smart? Because that's only that's the only difference we have here is you just made a swap. Dylan Brooks left. Marcus Smart came in. If he's better offensively I, than Marcus Smart, um, in terms of yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I will say that. I will say that a little bit. I, just, 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 well, I mean, look, look at what like Dylan Brooks is playing good this year, and to be honest, outside because everybody harps on uh, on on what happened last year, like because he got cooked by LeBron in the playoffs and his efficiency wasn't good, but throughout his career at Memphis, he was a pretty solid offensive player. He wasn't he wasn't terrible, you know. What I mean, I'm not saying like he was you know, like an all star. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying anything like that, but he wasn't terrible, and I think last year. It was like he kind of got exposed a little bit, and it's like everybody's like basically writing him off, thinking he's Patrick Beverly. And I'm like, he's not that guy. Like, he's, I, I think he's actually been solid. Like, the world championships kind of showed you that. The way he's been playing this season, he's been more efficient. I think, like, like honestly, like the the games that like that Morant missed, not not so much last year, but like in the past, like he would step up offensively. And I feel like they're missing. They're like, they have Baines because I think Bain is averaging like twenty five a game. They got Jaron Jackson still, you know, doing things on both sides of the floor. Although I think he can get way more rebounds than what he gets. Um, but like when you watch them play, it's like you can see they're missing that. Like they had a fourth score that can sometimes be a third guy. Like and then they had a deep team. They're missing some of their their they're, they're missing some of that deep play from the roster. But then. Like there is, it's just it's just Bain and and um and Jackson scoring, and they're not like crazy scorers like that, give or take Bain. But like they're like look at the rest of the the, the squad, like scoring wise, it's not it's, it's not they, solid. They just figured out Aldama, which he's but he's he's been in, he's been injured. Yeah, but see, he was coming off he was coming off the bench. Now it's another six man as well, mm -hmm. and then now the, the injury with Tillman. Kind of hurt them. Now you have yeah. to shift yeah. Biombo into the lineup. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I definitely thought that Memphis would be a lot better than 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 they've put them out to be like for themselves. This it's been really disappointing. That's I expected more. And then the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> oh man, this whole dilemma with Levine. I, I I mean he's been in trade rumors. Yeah, talk but, about a Seattle guy. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. I, I don't know what's going on, but I I didn't think that the whole DeRozan and Levine pairing was going to work to begin with. Mm -hmm. I feel like Le Levine wants to be that guy on his own, and DeRozan still demands the ball a lot, even at his age, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, like his role has has never even changed from when he left the Raptors. So. It's it's kind of weird because now you're gonna you're gonna trade Levine, keep Vucevic, and that's another thing I think that kind of pointed in the direction that they were planning on moving on because they re-signed Vucevic, and I'm like, man, this doesn't even make sense because you re-sign Vucevic, your money's gone, it's out, or we're not gone, but it's tied up with Vuce, and then you have DeRozan, and then you have Levine. 
was he on three or four years? You said, yeah. Levine's, so he's got another like three years, three to four years left, and he's making so like. I think didn't he just sign his extension? So he's making he might have five years. Like he's making like forty five plus mil a year. Right. So that's a lot of money that that's tied up. So what are you gonna do with Levine? So now where the the next question is where where's Levine gonna go? What team would take him? I mean, you got different teams saying they want him. You got Sacramento that's been mentioned, Toronto that's been mentioned. Um, I think Miami snuck in there, but it doesn't really make sense. But what, where, where is he going to go? And then the role that he's looking for, I mean, man, I'm almost close to saying that he's probably better off in Toronto, but that's not going to be no better. You're not running. You're not going to win no games right here. Who are we going to trade for? Him? That's the thing, though, because he's not as young as you think. I mean, he's well, he's 28 right now, but he's been in the league for like this is like his ninth year in the league, right? Axelos is 10th year in the league. Like, he kind of is. I mean, he is who he is at this point, even though he's 28. But, like, he's his injury history hasn't been the greatest. Um, based on his stats and based on what he may want, you know, based on what he's paid, he should be a number one guy. But we both know he's not a number one guy. And your team that's trading him, I think if, if you're trading from you, you almost have to be a championship contender. Because I think if you're, if you're not doing that, it almost doesn't justify. Because any, anything else, he's going to expect to be the number one guy. And his game doesn't justify that. His the, As successful as he, as he is, as talented as he is, a player in the league, it doesn't equate to winning. Um, and, like, he's only been in, like, two or three playoff games, if that. Like, maybe maybe a player series at most in, the, like, the 10 years that he's been there. Remember those whole thing where he never made the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like, so he's, he's got that working against him. And, like I said, that salary, man, he's making, like, 45-plus mil a year for the next, like, four years. So, like, like if you're trading him, like, you're giving up a lot to, to get him. And, like, are you paying a guy 40-something mil to be your number two guy? I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. Like, somebody's going to do it. Somebody will trade for him because they're going to blow this team up. In the next two years, it'll be worth it. Right now, no. Yeah, but yeah, with those T rights come the TV rights coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that forty million will be nothing. It'll be pocket change soon. Yeah, but like, yeah, and I guess you have to wait until then. But like, even but even with that said, it's like, it does does his style equate to winning? You know what I mean? So it's like because you know for the longest while we're you know you're hearing rumors of like the Lakers wanting him, which again I don't understand. But like Philly would be a good fit, but because because he's gonna know his role, right? He's a I most he's a number two, possibly a number three guy on that team, and that's fine. You know what I mean? If like as long as you know, like he, he ain't touching them beats thrown. You know what I mean? Like he knows that going in. But any other team, like if he comes to Toronto, it's like yo, move out the way, Scotty. It's mine. Like ISO is mine. It's mine. Like that's not gonna fly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, no, that'd be foolish. He he, he would be out of his mind to even think that that would happen though. But. That would give you a more legitimate score, though. That's the. It seems to be the best option for the Raptors at this point. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't take him. You know what I mean? I, I, I would. I, I'm not saying I would take him, but like I'm just saying, like I don't know where. Like if if I'm a championship contending team, I would. It's tough, man, because of that salary. Otherwise, I'd make the trade if I'm a championship contender. But it's tough because I'm like. You like a guy like that coming in. He's kind of changing your your team a little bit. You know what I mean? Like talent wise, he's gonna it's, it's gonna change your team a little bit. It's just it's just gonna happen. 
Who would have yeah. thought though that Lonzo Ball would be so detrimental to this team's success though? Man, he's man, he's good though. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's tough because I think I, his injury is the reason why they're in this mess. I think they're everybody's out of position. I think if right. he's there, defensively they were solid because you can switch three, four guys and and not lose anything. You know what I mean? Like and and then he was a pass first player. He was efficient when he did when he was open. Like we gotta remember, you gotta remember they started off in first before yeah, he got in. Before he got hurt, right? Right, and, and who knows if that would have sustained, but but just in case in point, like you knew like this team was legit because defensively, like he made them go too, right? Yeah. So that, that's what I mean. Like I I, I didn't think it was gonna hurt them to this to this degree, but man, like it's it really has, man. It it really has. It's it's crazy to watch, but like they're gonna have to blow this team up. Like the, there's no way this team is lasting through the season. There's there's no way. I guess I got two questions left, and then you know we'll wrap up. Are I'll say my this this one question for last because I almost made this a, its own episode and I still might. But um, second to last question: Are the Kings about to go on a run? Run for what? Like a run right now? They <laughs> won. They won six out of the last seven games. They've been pretty much almost unbeatable since since uh, De'Aaron Fox came back, and yeah, I, I feel like they're one of those teams where like same thing. They're they're coming for the old guard. Like they showed it last year. Nobody was talking about them coming into the season, and I, I, I feel like they're still kind of flying under the radar. And that's another guard I, I forgot to mention was De'Aaron Fox because he's right now, I mean, he's only played nine games, but he's been a first-team All-NBA, uh, not, well, like a, an All-NBA type player too. Look at his stats. He's busting everybody's ass when he's on the floor. Unfortunately, though, there's one thing that they lack. His defense. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to try to fix that a little bit. But I feel like that's... You can, I feel like that's that's a trade away. You know what I mean? Like you, you got the right role player in there. It can kind of change. Like see, like how Minnesota has like, of course they got Gobert and those guys, but like a Jaden McDaniels and you know Seattle, Nikhil Alexander Walker. <laughs> oh boy! Fair, fair way, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Have your moment. Have your moment. The, uh, <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying though, like. They're just missing that kind of player. I think if somebody that comes in there, it's because because Mike Brown is a defensive guy at his core. So I think there's there's they're a trade away from making that happen. But I feel like they're one of those teams that are like under the radar. Hell, when we when when um when we did our playoff preview, I our, our sorry preseason preview, I I thought we had the Kings rated too low. Overall, like we, they, like they, I think they were ranked like seventh or something. Like I, I thought they were like, no, like this team was top three last year. I know some of that was injuries, but I don't think, I think this team is kind of here. And Fox is like, like, dude, Fox averaging like almost 30 himself. There's so many players averaging 30 right now. It almost doesn't make sense. You see, yeah. you, know, you know, the league is opened up too. So there's that. But like, he's also, he's also extremely hard to guard. And he's shooting from three, and he's he's got a three he's got a three point shot now. Charlie, the 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 guards, and I'm forgetting about Murray too, Jamal Murray. It's t- oh, yo, the, the West is tough. Are, 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 are I'm not, from sorry, Denver. No, I'm, yeah, I'm talking from Denver. Yeah, I'm saying there's Jamal like all like I'm talking about the guards for like the All NBA spots. It's man, it's it's a bloodbath, man. It's tough. Mm. It's tough. It's tough. My la- here's my last question, and like I said, this might even—I still think I might make this its own episode of a podcast. Um, do you like how Zion plays basketball? Like, are you happy with how he plays right now? 
Listen, I I mean, he's a powerful guy. He's when he when he puts his head down he, and he takes himself to the cup. <laughs> I don't a, know who wants. You can do. I, yeah, I don't know who's gonna take the charge. I don't even think Kyle Lowry take a charge for that. No, you're supposed to that, run from players like that coming coming downhill. Yeah, so it, I do, I do, but I don't because because at some point again, come playoff time, you're gonna shut that down. He's not going down the middle like that. So, what do you do at that point? Do you now keep Zion out because his style of play now affects Jonas Valanciunas? Mm-hmm. He's efficient. He's very efficient. So you see where I'm going with this, though, right? I do. I, I do. So, uh, but then it works because when you got a Jordan Hawkins, a Trey Murphy, a Brandon Ingram, McCullum, you have McCullum. You got people that can shoot. Now it complements this game, but because you don't have two of those players right now, it's tough to say. Right. So it can go both ways. Don't get me wrong. I love watching Zion play, man. Like I, I've been, I've been on this guy. Like don't get me wrong. I, I when when the YouTube clips of and all that stuff was coming on and on Instagram, and he was doing all the high school, like the, like playing on the high school uh, on the circuit, and it was just. Dunking on 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 six foot players and all that shit, like in South Carolina, like everybody's going crazy. I wasn't sure how to rate it because I'm like, I'm not that guy that can look at a high school player like playing against those shit teams and be like, oh, that's the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll admit, I'm not I'm not that guy like that. You know what I mean? Maybe after yeah. high school I can tell, but high but like you know once they get to college or, or you know like whatever outside high school I can tell, but high school I'm like it's hard because you know everybody's busting everybody's ass like that when they're that good. You know what I mean? But, you know, and I always said, like, the first time they played Ryerson, when I saw that, and, and again, that's an exhibition game, but when I saw the skill set he was displaying in that that preseason game, that summer, you know, pickup game, whatever you want to call it, like, dude, like, from that point on, I was like, okay, like, yo, this guy's the truth. Because I thought it was just all athleticism and strength and, you know, superhero shit, but now you're telling me he's got handles and he can – he can dive to the basket, you know what I mean? Like he can play make and stuff. I'm like, okay, now this is a whole different thing. I wasn't expecting that. So, in a lot of ways, I love watching him play, and that's just, this is why I said this. I'm 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 gonna make this his own podcast in a couple of weeks. I promise you. I'm just waiting for a few more games before I make a proper assessment. But like, I think one of the main things I'm gonna say though, and I won't dive too deep into it, but Anthony, when I watch a guy like him play, and this is not about necessarily stats and it's not about the regular season like even last night he had you know that and mind you was that they kind of blew out sacramento but he had three rebounds three rebounds he had three rebounds that's that's terrible man <laughs> like what <laughs> anthony like that can't this is one of the most physically physically imposing specimens that we have ever in the league and if not, if he's not the most physically imposing person in the league right now, he's in the top three. At right. worst, behind Zion and uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Zion, behind Embiid and, and Joker, if you want to put them ahead of him in, in terms of that aspect, right? So when you see that guy that's that physically gifted, he's like an Avenger. To me, I'm like, 
how is he not like leading the league in rebounds or like? And I'm not saying it has to, he has to be playing like behind, like back to the basket like the '90s. I'm not, I'm not saying to really change the game up now, because I'm not thinking about now. I'm thinking about like if he's healthy or they're healthy and they make the playoffs in April, May, June. You, you that like the paint, like you got to control that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like offensively and defensively, how do you control that offensively when you're a guy like him? It's the boards. It's is parking on the block. And and it's not so much just because he's so big and he can score. It's the attention that he brings. You know what I mean? It's the fouls he's gonna put on like on, on, on his opponent, on the help defense. It's the attention he's gonna grab from everybody that's gonna leave guys like Ingram open. Because you if he's that low in the paint, you have to help. Or your guy's finished. He's getting dunked on, he's he's getting ran through, it's a foul, you know, it's an and one, you know what I mean? But then he also play makes. But I'm like and I always, you know, like Charles Barkley, he's so forgotten, man, when we talk about like great players. You were so used to watching him be like, you know, be like this guy on TV. Now we forget like how much of a monster he was when he was playing, right? And there's games where like Barkley would just be like, yeah, I'm going to dribble, I'm going to, cool, I'm going to, I'm, you know, be in transition and stuff. But like, there's going to be games I'm going to get 15, 16 boards in this game. Like, I'm. I'm 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 a I'm I'm a phenom. I'm a specimen. I'm just gonna do damage, and we're gonna ride off that. Energy. We're gonna ride off games where my energy is. I'm a phenom. I'm a I'm I'm the six six two hundred and fifty pound guy that you've never seen before. That I'm unbelievably strong, and that's just gonna be the game today. I'm getting fifteen boards. Ain't none, ain't shit you gonna do about it. <laughs> and. And I, I, I'll tell you this. I, I looked this up because, like I said, I planned on doing an episode on this. He's averaging like six boards a game, right? And he's played, I think he's played 100 and, 123 games, maybe like 10 to 15 times. Is that over 10 boards? That's, that, yeah, that, that, that's, that's insane. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you like, like, because it, because in May and June, like, you, that number is gonna like you're gonna need that to flip. You don't go from seven boards to thirteen boards and like that doesn't it doesn't work like that because it's, it's your style of play that you're used to. It's, you, you you can't just shape, like flip the script. And he's and he hasn't been playing a lot like long enough for for him to be able to flip the switch like that. At least I don't think so. You know what I mean? So that to me is where I'm like, you can keep the same skill set, but like at the very least, you should be leading the league in offensive rebounds. How was Luka Doncic and Scotty Barnes averaging more boards than Zion Williamson? Oh, well, you can't say that because Luka's always been getting boards. But you know what I'm saying? So is, but you know what Scotty I'm Barnes, he's just, yeah. he's just active. I don't know. But you that know might what, just but, be a lazy but, thing. Where I'm not saying he's because even lazy. A lot of times, yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, look at it this way. A lot of Zion's shots are in the paint. So it, it, does he need to offensively grab shots because a lot of times it's coming out of his hands and if it's not he's usually clearing out so that bi can go and bi usually scores within the mid-range as well yeah he's not seeing too many threes so he doesn't really have a lot of opportunities to get those boards yeah but mind you you're right though that number should be a well higher yeah that's what i'm saying though like I, i i don't know man like i said maybe it's just me Maybe it's just me, but I'm I'm like I said I'm gonna hold off doing an episode for maybe a couple of weeks. I just maybe I, I gotta see a little bit more first. But like even when he gets the ball in the post, it's like the mid post. You know what I mean? It's like he still has to take at least a couple of dribbles to get to the paint, 
And like again, once he goes downhill, there's nothing you can really do. But like if he's not dunking on you, he's like he's taking these layups that's like taking them away from the basket. You know what I mean? So it's not those situations where it's like he's he's taking a shot and and, and he can get the second and third jump if he misses. It's like some of the layups, like some of the, the drives he's taking, it's like it's like take his momentum is going away from the basket still. I don't know. Like I said, I'm glad you kind of see it. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm watching. I was watching a game the other day and I'm just like, yo, how does this guy have one rebound at halftime? Like <laughs> that. Nah, that, that, that shit don't look right, man. That shit Here's don't one look for right. You. Here's one for you. Play the parlay. Rebounds under. I would take the under most nights. I start looking into that now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would take the under. Like real talk, I would take the under. Like I, I'm, I'm saying most. I should say most nights, but more than fifty percent of the time, I would take the under. If if the under is like six boards or whatever, or seven boards, I would take the under. Because most nights he's not going to get it, which is crazy. I like. It's crazy. Like I, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I just feel like, I just feel like you know, and it's not so much now. It's not you're not gonna feel it now. Like, but like if they're if they're in the playoffs in May and June, you're gonna feel that. Yeah. Like, and that's gonna stick out. Like, remember how like Jaron Jackson, the World Championships, people are like, "Yo, how does he have three? Your Defensive Player of the Year? How do you have three rebounds?" <laughs> and then he had to like start answering for it. Like that's that train is coming for Zion soon. He's too big. Like if it's coming for Jaron Jackson, it's gonna come for Zion. <laughs> oh man! But Jaron Jackson's never been a strong rebounder to begin with, though. You're you're right. You're right. And you and to your point, you're right. So how do you think it's gonna look when a six six two hundred eighty something pound behemoth that's like athletic like the Hulk is only getting like? Imagine him, him in a playoff game and he comes out with with like five boards. That's gonna look cra- that's gonna look crazy. <laughs> that's gonna look crazy. Like, look at this. The last, okay, the last uh, one, two, three, four, five games. He's had seven or more rebounds twice. The other, he had he had eight boards, two boards, seven boards, four boards, three boards in the last five games. That's just as an example, right? So yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm just like, I, I'm happy with him. I love watching him play, but I, I think the ceiling is still like there's so much more improvement. I think that can that can happen with him, and I think part of it is because he's missed so much time. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm giving him leeway there. I'm not I'm not harping on him so much, but like, but I just feel like man, like he, man, there, there could be some more damage that he could be doing with his. Because to me, you got to be physically imposing. Where like. Nobody wants to deal with you, period. You know what I mean? Like, just they don't want to deal with you. And, and, and it's, I'm not saying it's not like that now, but like when you're getting 12, 13, 14 boards some nights, that shit is demoralizing when you're that big and strong. It just is. You know what I mean? Think about a guy that you're playing like shit, even in, the, in, the, in like, in, you know, like in college or whatever it is. And it's like you have to keep guarding this guy that's like doing that all game after a while you're like you just don't want to deal with that shit no more you know what i mean <laughs> like you gotta yeah. you gotta continue trying to box out this guy that's like 30 40 50 pounds heavier than you like that after a while you're just like i give up yeah. you know yeah 
Yeah. Oh, man. We'll, 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 leave, we'll leave it there for now. We'll leave it there for now. But uh, but thank you, brother, for, for hopping on the Ave, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no no doubt. Anytime. And, and yes, and, you know, I know we were joking about it early in the beginning, but seriously, congratulations on the honor for, for being a Hall of Famer, man, for, for Durham College. That's big. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, that's 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 big. We got we got to have a drink in your honor or something. We got to have a toast or something. What what wine? What what wine? What wine? What wine? What 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 red wine? You want red, white? Which one are we doing for the toast? I'll go for the red. Okay, I got you. I got you. Just just, just for the record, Halliburton's got thirty points now. <sighs> wow. Yes, yeah, man. And you know what? Did okay. Before we wrap, did, did you did you see this coming out of college? Because I didn't. Oh, I ain't no. going to lie to you. I, I ain't going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I knew it was going to be. I did not see this coming, bro. Especially with that shot, too. Yeah, that, that unorthodox shot. So I, I got to read this stat line. At the end of the third quarter, 36, 14 assists. 36 points, 14 assists, three steals. He's shooting nine for 14 from three. <laughs> yeah we gotta wrap this podcast so let's, let's get out of here <laughs> alright <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Av Podcast a special shout out goes out to Anthony Bachelor for hopping on the podcast and getting into the beginning of the NBA season thus far uh, now next week <laughs> I'm dropping an episode that was inspired by Andre 3000. So if you don't know, he released an album last week where he's strictly playing the flute. It's a live instrumentation of meditative type music. And with it being the 50th anniversary of, of hip hop, I, I wanted to review the last classic album that he was a part of uh, with his partner, Big Boy of Outkast. Uh, we're gonna re rehash and release the 20th anniversary, an episode dedicated to the speaker box of Love Below uh one of the most innovative albums in the last 50 years of this genre from a legendary duo so look out for that one week from today all right and early next week i'll release another episode of memory lane as well so stay tuned for all of it all right thank you for the love and support as always and in the spirit of that hit those like and subscribe buttons wherever you're tuning into my show and click on all of the five stars please 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 and thank you all right, and check out SashaRav.com as well for the catalog. Once again, that is SashaRav.com. For Anthony Bachelor, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on Sasha Rav Radio. All right, until next week. Peace. We out of here. <laughs>